0: Black Clover, and One Piece have dropped and there is a lot to discuss. And as promised, it is going to be a double whammy of an episode as we're going to be discussing both chapters in one episode today. So get ready, it's going to be a big one. Hello guys, this is Jane from the Nerd Fix, the podcast where we talk about everyone and everything in anime, manga, video games, and everything under the sun. This episode, we're going to be talking about the latest chapters from both Black Clover and One Piece, chapters 341 and chapters 1063. So for those who have read the chapters, sit back, relax, and get ready for a fix. But for One Piece fans out there, for those who have not read the latest chapter, I suggest waiting until it is officially released on October 17th. But for everyone else who have read the latest chapter for One Piece... And for those who have read the latest chapter for Black Clover, let's continue on ahead. The first part of the episode will be about the chapter 341 of Black Clover titled Hazy. So I do apologize in advance if I do mispronounce any names in this chapter review, because Will be some names that I will mispronounce, and I just want to get that out of the way. So, with that said and done, let's continue on ahead. The chapter begins with three new members from the Ryazen 7, and they are Imari Kamari, Okide Zaimon, and Hane Gatsuji and They perform their own versions of Zenten, all of them on Asta, and Zaimon being one of the three. The Senpa and Ryuzen basically states that stay they say that Asta is one is the one that Ryuya that spoke of that he is the foreigner and even welcoming him to the land of the rising sun. And then Miku decided to use his his war his sorcery to heal Asta, which Mari is by Asta's side asking. If his hair is is natural, because she this is something that she has never seen before, and even asks if everyone in her country, in his country, has the same hair like his. Even going as far as say that hers is dyed. Asta replies saying that everybody has different color hair. There's silver, orange, and all sorts of colors. That she's even excited to even hearing that everybody from his own country has different color hair. However, Zhao Zhu isn't really impressed or happy about the outfit that Kamari is wearing, asking why is she wearing such gaudy makeup and attire and saying if she claims to be a shinobi, she shouldn't wear such an outfit that is supposed to be a representation of who she is. But But she replies saying that even with a, ma- a weird mask he's wearing, he, he comes off as a stick of an- in a mug to her. To which she also adds that sometimes you just gotta a- shut off your brain and not overthink stuff, to which Su replies that asking if she has no shame and doesn't want to continue on with this, knowing that it's pretty hard to try to get through to Kamari's brain with how she thinks. And then, and she also adds on that this country is lacking energy, and she's got, she's got to pump everyone, and she's got to pump everyone up based on how she represents herself and what she wants to represent the country. Miku replies that may, that one day maybe her style will come, will catch on. To which Jel jo- replied that it. To Kamari, she thinks it would be adorable. Z- Zaimon, on the other hand, whether with a perverted smile and a blushing face, thinks says that he is a favor of these risque, exciting outfits. To which Kamari replied with a look of disgusting gross. Ryu appears and asks if he, if everybody was having a good time, and uh, and even asks if wanted to know if if there was some if there was something he wanted to ask of the three of them. To which the three were excited to see of him and that they would do anything and they were happy to do anything for him. And they asked Asta if they would like to go have another go and at, at him. To which he replies yes he would he wants to fight them. Another so time went on, and Asta is laying on a pile of, ro- of rocks, seemingly defeated by the three of them. It shows that none of them were even using magic, and he even states that their Zenten was nothing compared to the magic that he's used to. Their close combat also began to make him realize that they're different. They're different people having different ways of using Zenten. The person's overall input of Zen 10 had different power of 10. Some people may kick twice, and each having a kick power of t- a 5. Others, but others will instead hit a 5 times with a power of 2 for each hit. For each hit. Nasa basically is exhausted, saying he still needs to work on exploiting his, his opponent's openings, and has already had enough, enough to execute a perfect Zen 10. But there's nothing but he still feels like that he still has enough to work up towards to be able to perfect it but then someone approaches him that captures his attention and the person was Ichika but he has a hard time trying to figure out how he should address her Then there was a little brief silence till so then he continues saying that he's 18 and asks her how old she is she replies, saying that she's 24, and which surprises him, saying that he thought that her and him were about the same age. To which she would replied with an insulted look on her face, is asking if he thought she. He was insinuating that she looked childish, but he basically denied this, saying that he thought he thought she looked youthful, and basically asked how he should address her, and she just basically said that Ichiga would be best, to which he replied. She even states that Ryuya asked her to look after him, to which he was basically surprised that he asked her, he asked her to do so. She even states that despite his appearances, he's actually a very busy person, and the administration of Land of the Sun. Is, is unstable and he uses his Tengen Getsu to go to govern the nation, and his right eye is able to see every phenomenon taking place in the present. And Asta himself has never heard of such a term before, and that itself, for those who have been heard of what it is. Tengen Dutsu is another meaning of which is clairvoyance, and what has been used of what Ryu is able to use. And Asta has never heard of this before, and asks what is it, and, and asks if it is just too incredible, to which Ichika takes offense to it, and goes on a tangent, saying that Saying that he is was able to unite the land of the sun in the turbulent times, and and even said that a foreigner like him could never under could never understand what what a great man Raya is, and his clairvoyance and wisdom and sheer popularity makes him a great man, and is a wonderful person. Even after the brief silence, she then clears herself, or clears her mind, and. her composure and says that the esteemed person like is telling him to train her to her to train him and even if she dislikes him even for her his sake she'll do it and it's how this is how much she trusts she trusts him and to her is that, and the reason why is it's not because he's the show guy, is it's because she's, he saved her and she is deeply indebted to her. And she is deeply indebted to him. And we don't really know why she... what he saved her from. But it's pretty curious to see of what it is that he's he saved her from. So then, we then hear a little bit about Asta, the with what he went through. And Asta goes on and talks about about his captain being Yami and how his childhood friend is his are both amazing people and that they represent and resemble his key. And then he goes and talks about his first the first person to recognize his dream was Yami and helped create the path towards it. And he owes it and how much he owes Captain Yami so much because of it and he even says that how much that her older brother is the pride of the black bulls and even though he may be rude man tyrannical but he he was stopped by Ichiga saying not to talk about him but Asta was a little confused of wondering why and wondering if he she wasn't interested and wanted to know more about her own brother but then Asta continues on saying that he would say he ended up on Clover after getting shipped off, uh, on a fishing trip. And then things began to take a dark turn. Ichika was pretty upset. She said not to mention the name his name and that he is the worst type of scum and doesn't want to hear anything about him and Nasa begins to ask how he, she could say something like that when she, he is his own sister it's true that he's a bit rough around the edges but she then continues saying that he had not killed their entire clan and then we see a, a, little, a flashback of Ichika when she was just a young child catching up to what appears to be Yami when he was a child and it shows Yami looking back to Ichika say, hey stay close Ichika which is where the chapter ends oh boy so we are hit with a a truth that shows that Yami slaughtered their entire clan. So it looks like that Yami pulled an Itachi, but we don't even know how this whole thing happened. And this is pretty much very, very much scary. One, and two, we don't even know what caused them to kill their entire clan for starters but I'm really curious to see how this all happen and what caused him to kill off a clan and escape to the Clover Kingdom because there's so much to discover about this but I'm all for it and I'm really excited to see what's going to happen next. Episode is for One Piece chapter 1063 titled My Only Family. To start off the chapter, it begins with a cover page from German66 Ah, uh, an emotionless exertion, volume 21, Pudding's been abducted, which shows Brulee, who remained unfrozen, frantically revealing that Pudding has been kidnapped. I'm really curious to see what's happened to Pudding, who kidnapped her, and what's going to happen next. But with that said and done, let's continue on with the chapter. The chapter begins with Bonnie, Luffy, and Chopper finally finishing stuffing their faces. With Atlas commenting how huge everybody is after gorging themselves on a large amount of food. However, Jinbei just commented that he's always been a large one. And with a mechanical dog appeared called the Recycled Cur, eats up all the trash as Atlas then heads him off to work. After she leaves, a group no- the group then notices other people walking around, and Bonnie assumes there's a existence of some kind. Jinbei asks why they're appearing. The whole place was empty a few minutes ago, but his attention is turned to Luffy, whose outfit is changed to something similar to what Outless and the others were wearing. Luffy then remarks that- how good the clothes feel, and Bonnie asks where he got them. Luffy shows her one of the other Outer Vega inventions which generate clothes. Bonnie uses it and changes her hers into a battle uniform, while Chopper changes it into something similar to something similar, while Jinbei just talks into a tropical shirt, which I think is a pretty nice way of showing that it kind of has a nice tropical feel to it, which is pretty nice in a way. However, Bonnie is, is about to part ways with the Straw Hats when Luffy sees what thinks is Palme Kuma approaching them. But, but he's wearing a police outfit. pacifist charges for the group and attacks them, and they are actually st- and they actually stole those clothes. Believing, and the group then gets out of the way. Luffy tries to fight back. And about to attack the Pesifista, Bonnie then stops and tells him the three that Kuma is her father and the only family she has left. And that right there, I felt like my heart just dropped. That was a huge bomb drop right there. It was revealed that Kuma is bon- Jewelry Bonnie's father. I did not know that. And that was a really, really nice moment there. And it was really interesting to see that moment there. With this revelation being revealed, the Straw Hats are shocked by this. Bonnie is continuing to plead with them to stop hurting her father as the pacifist continues to fire on her. Luffy charges at her, telling her that isn't the real Kuma, and the pacifist blows a hole on the island. But not too far away, on a certain island in the New World, the Blackbeard Pirates have ambushed the Harf Pirates. Polar tanks started to take Hagan on the war- on water, but Law tries to find a place for him and his crew to escape. Law is, however, out of nowhere, Law has turned into a woman. The rest of his crew then starts to turn into women as well. Everyone tries to get a grip on the situation, and the, sir- and the ship starts to surface, and Law was able to turn back into normal. Learning from his fight with Kaido and Big Ma, any double fruit can be overwhelmed by a great deal of hockey, which he was able to use on himself to change himself back into a man. And as the crew was able to reach back onto New Land, the doctor of the Black Bear Pirates, being Dr. Q, comments, Law was able to nullify his feminization disease he affected with the crew. And Doctor Q had eaten the Shikushiku shiku no mi, or the sick sick fruit, allowing him to craft and spread any kind of sickness. And was also with Van uh, auger and Jesus Burgess, both of them who have consumed devil fruits as well. Being the Wapu Wapu no mi for Augur, allowing him to, or the warp warp fruit, allowing him to teleport people, and the riku riku no mi for Burgess. Allowing him to give him inhumane levels of strength Arthur works Burgess onto the island and picked which the latter picks up the mountain throwing it at the harp pirates Law manages to destroy it as blackbeard comes flying on on in the queue, and is strong is worse stronger Who has consumed the Uma Uma no Mi model Pegasus a mythical Zalwan fruit That allows stronger to have wings and with this, Blackbeard then finds Law and demands to know what the former wants. Blackbeard then states he knows the three of them would end on a particular island after the and, and doesn't and wasn't sure who, but Law suspects he he claimed Kairos were upon a and plans on claiming it for himself, to which Law accepts Blackbeard's challenge and saying that the winner will take all. And this is where the chapter ends. Oh boy, this is going to be a huge fight. It's now going to be the Blackbeard Pirates versus the Heart Pirates. This is going to be really, really interesting because now I don't think Law has any backup to be able to help him out in this because as far as we know, there isn't any good formidable fighters that would be able to back up Law in this battle against Blackbeard that Blackbeard has to back him up, Law is basically outnumbered, and I don't think there'd be anything that he could do to be able to get him out of the situation, unless he's able to think of a strategy to be able to win. So, this is going to be concerning, and I'm really curious to see what's going to happen next in the next chapter for One Piece. So what did you guys think of the latest chapters for both Black Clover and One Piece? Did you like the chapters? Did you not like the chapters? Let me know in a questionnaire that I will be posting at the end of the episode on Spotify for those who have read the latest chapters. And let me know what you guys think because I'm really curious to see what's going to happen in the next chapters. But for what we know, for Black Clover... It's going to be on a break next week. So we aren't going to be getting chapter 342 until the following week. So it's going to be on a bit of a break. But for One Piece chapter 1064, we're going to be getting a new chapter soon. So that's going to be exciting. But for those who have stuck by towards the end, thank you so much for listening. And to end the episode as always, whether or not you believe in the term nerd or not, Keep loving what makes you, you, and stay awesome. Thank you so much for stopping by, and I will see you next time for a brand new episode. Later!